we're live. Episode 28. Hard to believe we're almost to 30, Hess. This episode is titled Coolest 28 I Know. Y'all listening might not know what that 28 is referencing to. My co-host, my brother, on the other side of the mic, Tyler Hess, was number 28 in high school. That was his high school number, so I've always said that's the coolest 28 I know. So shout out to my co-host, Tyler Hess. If you're new here on Tyler's Talking Sports... I'm Tyler Castle. Again, Tyler Hess on the other side of the mic. What we do here is we talk about sports, the nitty-gritty, anything with sports in it, we're going to talk about it. So, appreciate you all stopping by. If you haven't checked out the first 27 episodes yet, you can check those out on all major uh, streaming platforms. Uh, If you look for us, we're on there. So, just check us out on any of those platforms. I'm not going to run through those. Um, Everybody's familiar with social media now, so you should know what those are. Uh, But yeah, check us out there. Uh, We do have a goal this year to reach 500 followers. Uh, We're at 349 right now, so if y'all could help us out and follow us on Facebook, that sure would be appreciated. Absolutely. Uh, Again, guys, we don't make money off this. We're just doing this for fun at the moment. I mean, the goal, of course, one day is to eventually uh, make money off this. Maybe we can quit our jobs because we both work full-time jobs. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, got to live the dream, got to dream big, so that's what we're doing. Uh, but, yeah, guys, uh, Hess, anything to add to that? No, man. Oh, oh let me give the date. That way people know it's 124-2024. If you're listening to this, it is 125-2024, 6 a.m. on Thursday. Appreciate you stopping by. Uh, if you're listening to us on the ride to work or listen to us at work or listen to us on the ride home, we appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah, be safe while you're driving. Listen to us. Don't get don't get wrapped up and like, oh. Castle has messed up. Got to text them. Don't be texting driving. Buckle up. Phone down. Don't be. Buckle up. Phone down. If you drive to Kentucky, you'll see those signs every mile, mile or so to buckle up and phone down. And uh, that goes back. Hess and I took a road trip last uh, summer. Uh, we're actually, in case y'all didn't know, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know this already. But Hess and I, are, our goal before we die, so pray to God we don't die tomorrow. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Ah! Um, <laughs> But <laughs> I'm gonna have to get it there. Golly, off the rails already. We're just two minutes in. I'm off the rails. We're recording a little bit later tonight, folks. Yeah. It's 9:12 p.m. I had to run some errands. Had to run to Lowe's. You know, those Lowe's runs can take a little while. So, yeah. recording a little bit later tonight. But uh, yeah. Anyway, back to the whole scenario here. Hess uh, and I are trying to hit every MLB stadium uh, before we die. So that's yep. one of our uh, bucket list items. So last year we hit Cincinnati. And we drove through Kentucky, and there's that sign. Uh, but this year, don't know yet where we're going. We've talked about flying. We've looked at some flights, um, round trips. N- neither one of us have flown, so that would also knock something else off yep. our list. Um, so I'm leaning towards flying. I think Hess is also leaning towards flying. Uh, if not, I would love to take Hess to PNC Park. He's never been. Pittsburgh, I want him to compare that to Philadelphia. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And we'll plan that. And we'll go We'll go live. We'll go, go live on that. Going live? At yeah, PNC? we'll go live on next trip. What, well, whichever, whatever trip we decide to do, we'll, we we'll do at least, that. we'll at least document, record it, and then once we're there, we might go live and, and just talk that. about, talk about, you know, 10, 15 minutes. But no, full hour, full out hour. Out. My phone uh, won't make it. No, we'll, we'll set up the whole thing. Mm. Ba- Tyler, background. I was talking sports in the outfield. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be epic. <laughs> Put our headsets <laughs> on, sitting beside each other, just commentating. Yep, yeah, com- love. Yeah, that'd be great. Love it. But guys, before we get way too far off track here, I <laughs> uh, do want to give a shout out to our sponsors. I'll kick the sponsors off this if you're okay with that. You go ahead and do uh, it. Always going to move out on the sponsors as soon as they'll start. Yeah. But 
Uh, NLFC, Next Level Fitness Club, Lebanon, Virginia, 24266. That's 1806 East Main Street, Lebanon, Virginia, 24266. They are a 24-7 gym facility, 24-7 tannin, uh, certified personal trainers. They also have certified classes, um, 5 to 6.30 p.m., Monday through Thursday, so you can check those out. It's only $89 per month, and that includes your 24-7 gym membership as well with that. Um, so definitely check that out. That deal's running until the end of the month. Um, they also have tannin, like I mentioned, 24 um, seven, but yeah, they're, they're also hiring for another personal trainer. So anyone listening, uh, you think you have what it takes to be a personal trainer at next level fitness club, hit those guys up. Where can you hit them up? You can hit them up on their Facebook page at next level fitness club or Instagram next level fitness club, or you can also check out the website at www.nextlevelfitnessclub276.com. Love it, man. Also, if you listen to prior episodes, you know who we're going to next. That is Isaiah 117 house. They are changing the way foster care begins. They provide physical and emotional support in safe and loving loving home for children awaiting foster care placement. Incredible nonprofit organization. I know several people actually work for them. I actually know somebody's got get ready to get a job for them. It's actually uh, going to be probably working with what was announced today. Isaiah House has actually been approved. Everything's went through for a house in Russell County. Got approved where's today. That, where's that? Do you know where that's going at in Russell County? I don't. No, I didn't read the whole document and everything, but I did see that it has been approved and they're getting ready to They'll go into the next steps. I don't know if approval means they've already got the land in the house or they've already got the house. I don't know. It's awesome. But, but it is coming to Russell County. That's probably a year and a half out, my guess. I don't know for sure. So that's just another location much needed for this area. Uh, I was mentioning it to you. I've talked about their uh, merchandise and stuff they have on their website. Like if you're interested in Isaiah 117 house, maybe you just want to donate, but maybe you don't want to just give your money. You feel like you're giving it and you see nothing out of it. They got merchandise. And I was talking to you. This is their Titleist uh, mm. golf golf hat. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. If you're watching on uh, Spotify or YouTube, you'll see it here. It's the typical golf hat. I'm actually going to steal that, steal that Sunday when you're not looking. <laughs> I got another, I got another uh, Isaiah 117 uh, golf hat. It's not Titleist. It's a Nike. I got a Nike on mm. Used to be worth something. Tiger Woods left. Yeah, yep. That's what happened. Isaiah, they're so big. He's like, you know what? Forget Tiger. Forget well, Tiger. Taylor made. <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, guys, you can check them out on Facebook, Instagram. They also are on there. They've got a beautiful website. You can go on there. they got an About Us section. They tell you they got their testimony. they got their story of how they got started. There's also a book you can purchase that tells everything about them. And there's also a very quick place to donate and it also shows you all the locations that they got so yeah check out uh isaiah 117 house yeah definitely great organization i'm glad they're coming to russell county too um we're based out of southwest virginia for y'all listeners that aren't from this area so that is our home county uh in russell county so that's definitely awesome to see for this area definitely definitely much needed for this area for sure um has someone let you give one more shout out there um to abby martin photography yep abby martin photography guys uh we mentioned her in the last episode uh good close friend of mine and krista's uh like i said castle has met uh, her and andrew but abby's an incredible person she decided she wanted to just do some freelance small business photography something she's just doing on her own free time uh she's got she's really good at what she does right now she's doing mini sessions i think you got till this weekend to schedule those because it's like a valentine's day mini session so guys everybody's out there listening we know our wives and girlfriends and everybody loves those loves getting pictures made. Sneak this one in, hit up Abby, meet up with her, get this done, surprise your wife, get some family photos, and you're good for a good six months now. So yeah, hit up Abby. Abby's six incredible. Six months, wow. Yeah, I feel like you should be. 
That's a, that's a lengthy time. You better throw in dinner too, but fellas. Yeah, oh yeah, you're going to probably have to yeah, drive right, to do the photography. Couple, couple flowers, maybe. Maybe a couple flowers. But yeah, couple if flowers. you do, we would greatly appreciate. I would greatly appreciate it. if you do contact Abby for photography. Please let her know that we sent you for Tyler's Talking Sports, just so she knows that we are getting a word out about her and trying yep. to help her grow her grow her business. She's doing really well, actually. Doing really, really well. Awesome. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah, love me some photography. Don't know anything about it, but hey. As long as them pictures look good and the lady's happy, it's all that matters. Live Sunday, based off fan vote, Hess. We are going live, if you all haven't tuned into our previous episodes, we are going live this Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, or 3.15. I can't remember what time kickoff is. 3, Hess, 3 Hess, Hess has to run them concession stands, and then he'll be back, but I will be at his house at 3 p.m. Um, we also have a special guest making another appearance, Caleb Johnson. Caleb Johnson, by request. Well, I mean, a lot of people would like by Caleb. By request. A lot of people like Caleb, yes. he Now, he won't come on camera, but he will be there um, filling us in, keeping us corrected, and making sure we stay on the rails so we don't go off the rails just like we did a minute ago. He'll right. be keeping us on track. So, yep. yeah, Caleb will be joining us. So, um, And that game will be, I'm assuming, I haven't looked at the boat. I think it was still at 28 or 29. No, uh, so it's, pr- it's probably rounding up there. It's probably we, we probably need to share that again tomorrow um, we will. just to make sure people don't forget. Um, but it looks like it's trending toward the Ravens and Chiefs. But Hess is going to get a final number there um, Sunday at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we shared a lot here lately. Oh, yeah, it's still uh, – we have 31 votes on it, and it is oh, 31. Cur- currently nice. – Oh, my Facebook crash. It was 73% uh, mm, Chiefs, 73. Ravens. Yeah, so. let's just be honest. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. I thought about creating some fake accounts and going and voting for um, the lines, but I was like, I better not. Also, another, I want to mention that before you talk about all the fake accounts we're going to create. <laughs> might, might be the only way we get to 500. <laughs> but uh, we also put another poll out there, just something to uh, to kind of gauge the audience. We do, we know we talk about a lot of college sports. We talk about the pros, but I wanted to throw, we want to throw out some other sports out there with MMA, soccer, and then other people commented below. And I also put NASCAR on there. I accidentally deleted the NASCAR portion of the poll, <laughs> and it was three votes, and actually one of them came back, so they're still it's sitting at five right now. So that one's sitting at 26%. MMA is actually, y'all wanting some MMA, 36%, 7%. You, wow. Seven, uh, seven votes for that 36%. Uh, two votes for uh, NHL hockey, and then we also had three votes for soccer, and then the people who said others told us not to change anything, just keep doing what we're doing. So... Yeah, I actually got some exciting, potentially exciting news about soccer. We won't go into it yet. Yeah, don't want to go into it um, yet. until all that's set in stone. But big things happening here at Tyler's Talking Sports. Just drop a hint. We're not. I'm not going to sit here and say that we're going to dive into the world of soccer as far as Premier League or MLS. Will we talk about it? Absolutely. But we have an opportunity. I think possibly maybe coming our way. We'll see. And uh, just something to get excited about. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I want to put the cart before the the buggy. Cart before the horse? Cart before the horse. (laughs) Cart before the buggy. Andrew's coming for me. There it is. Not even 11 minutes in. Here he comes. Here he comes. Oh, man. Can't even get my... I'm done. I'm done. That's it. That's it. I'm out. Tyler out. Yep. Hot takes. Hot takes. You got any hot takes this week, Hess? I got a good one. I changed it up. It's not the one I was originally going to do. I thought she's going to do that one that I put down. Wow. Yep. I changed it up based off a conversation you had on my way home from work. Oh, God. And Guys, we, we have a lot of conversations that y'all don't even know about about <laughs> sports. Not yeah. counting all this stuff. So, yeah. uh, The Rooney Rule in the NFL. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
if you don't know what the Rooney Rule is in the NFL, it requires every NFL team to interview at least two external minority candidates for an open head coaching position and at least one external minority candidate for a coordinator job. Additionally, at least one of the minority or and or female candidates must be interviewed for a senior level position. Here's my problem with it. I, I get why they do it because, I mean, let's be real, most of your coaches out there, it has changed drastically over the last couple of years, but most of your coaches historically are white uh, people. And you don't see females in many roles, but you are seeing that start to change now, especially in baseball. I think you're starting to see a lot more females getting to upper management positions. But my biggest issue with this is not the fact that they're forcing them to interview a minority. It's the fact that they interview a minority and they already know it's like they come into the door and they don't have a chance to get the job. Sometimes, yes, it happens. I mean, you got Mike Daniels, they got, uh, Mike, Mike Tomlin, uh, who else is out there? Uh, D'Amico Rhines. You got some of these guys out there that are of the minority that are head coaches and they were the candidates for those other guys. That was the guys. But then you had like the Chargers this week. They interviewed uh, Shaw, a former coach for Stanford. He hasn't coached in three years. He wasn't getting a job. Last year, the Colts interviewed Jim Codwell, who was their coach 10 years ago, just so they could get the Rooney rule. They changed it here recently because what was happening is teams were interviewing a coordinator or a linebacker mm. coach or a strength and condition coach that was on their team just to go ahead and get that out of the way so they had to worry about it. Yeah. And I just think that I it, it's sad that you had to have a rule in place because they feel like, those people don't uh, minorities don't get an opportunity, but I also feel like it's also a detriment to them because they go in nine times out of ten. It's like they, those are not the people getting hired. Like you can see, you know, oh, that's why they, they interviewed him because of the Rooney Rule. They didn't interview him because they had a they wanted him as the coach. Or the people, that yeah, position. the people that they've interviewed for that aren't even mentioned like in the top candidates, right, for the position. Yeah, my thing is get rid of that. Get rid of the rule. It's very stupid. Um, and honestly, it's a slap in the face, if you ask me. Um, and it should always come down to who's the best person for the job. Right. And any, in any job, not just not just NFL coaching. Um, but it should be who is the best person for the position after you do the interview, who who fits your system, who does, who's the best team lead, whatever you want to call it, uh, head coach for the team should get the position. It doesn't matter. I Color, weight, size, right? Short, small, tall—it don't matter. Right. Whoever's I, the best. And I also—I know there's a lot of people out there that have talked recently. You've heard a lot about Mia Ham. I think it was Mia Ham, uh, basketball coach. Mia Ham. Yeah, I think Mia. I think no, Mia. no, no, no. You know who I'm talking about, though. Mia Ham was a soccer player. Was she soccer? Hold on. I think Mia Ham was soccer. You know who I'm talking about? Becky Hammond. Okay. She was a. Uh, Big-time uh, WNBA player, super skilled. She was out on the Spurs coaching staff. Greg Popovich was like, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, it's time for her that. to be the head yeah. coach. She actually was the interim head coach there for a, a moment. I strongly don't think – I think that's just asking for trouble. That's sad to say. But a female coaching a bunch of men, I think it, it, it crosses boundaries because you're in a locker room together. We all know the locker rooms are different. You don't see a man running into the locker room. Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's – it's something I don't really understand because I know there's a lot of men that coach women's sports, but you don't see as many females coaching men's sports. Yeah. But back to the whole, like, the rainy roll, the origin of again, that. Again, though, but if she, if she was the right, I mean, if she's right, the right fit, absolutely. she gets the job. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I agree. 
Agree with that. I'm just saying, don't force, don't put a female in a bad situation yeah. just so you can say, oh, we got the female. We don't. got the first one. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, I get what you're saying. But uh, the origin of the Rooney Rule, the policy was first implemented ahead of the 2003 regular season in response to head coaches Tony Dungy and uh, former head coach of the uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, Dennis Green, who passed away a couple years ago. Dungy built a 54-42 record over six seasons with the Buccaneers before being fired. John Gruden went on to take over that same team and led them to the Super Bowl. But Dungy was widely credited for having developed a stellar defense. Meanwhile, Green had many playoffs – a playoff appearance. He had eight and nine seasons with the Minnesota Vikings, but was fired midway through the 2001 season after going five and ten. Uh, with that information public, agents and coaches and front office personnel and players came together to pressure the NFL to institute a more equitable interview process. The resulting policy was named the Dan Rooney, named after Dan Rooney, then the then the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers and chairman of the League Diversity Committee. The reason they did it is that their fires were prompted by scrutiny and investigation of civil rights attorneys who determined that when compared statistically, black head coaches have a higher winning percentage than white NFL counterparts, but they're still more likely to be fired. Hmm. So, again, it's sad that this rule had to be put in place, but I think at, maybe at that point it made sense. But now I just don't – I just – I don't see it. I mean, maybe, you know, if you're you're in the organizations, maybe you'd see it, but I don't see it. I mean, I, I see it as, like, who's the best person for the job? And, here, and here's some more who's going who's gonna to win as a Super Bowl? And it kind of wraps up to have more statistics on it. Is how effective was the Rooney Rule? The initial re- results of the Rooney Rule were promising, with the percentage of African-American and black head coaches in the NFL rising from 6% to 22% within three seasons. As time goes by, Rooney, Rooney Rule eva- – uh, violations emerged the picture gets a little more com- com- complicated and by the end of the 2021 regular season only one black coach mike tomlin remained employed so that was in the 2021 now we've got like i think three or four out there the washington commanders ron rivera who is latino the new york jets robert slay who is the lebanese descent were the only other coaches who qualified candidates within the rooney rule it's just i it's sad again it's sad that we had to do this you had the big lawsuit uh with uh Brian Flores over the Broncos said that they just interviewed him. Didn't give him a, didn't give him, he knew that he was a candidate for the Broncos job, but he said they didn't give him a fair interview. And then the G- Giants eventually did the same thing that the Broncos did. So he kind of fired back and then it turned into a big hoopla and he got kind of what's it called? Uh not blackballed, but is it blackballed? We get I think like so. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't get any coaching that year. I just think, like you said, if it's the best person for the job, give it to him. Yeah, it's a touchy subject. I mean, it in is. today's time, you can't even talk about that stuff, really. So, that, great hot take there. Um, I, again, I think it comes down to none of that stuff matters. Race, gender, diver, whatever, does not matter. It's whoever's the best person for the job should get the job. And, uh, and that's in anything in life. In 2023, there were six minority head coaches, 18.8% of the league. Competitively, players of color make up 75% of the league. There's only been one team be fined for a violation of the Rooney Rule, and that was the Detroit Lions of 2003. They uh, had a $200,000 fine years ago. and no loss of draft picks. Yeah. So they had a huge fine. Yeah. Two decades. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really – I mean – I mean, Again, I'm I'm not in those rooms and stuff, but I don't see it. Um, I'm I just, not part of those organizations, but I mean, you know, though, is if you're interviewing somebody, you're like, you know, each candidate you're coming in, especially for stuff like well, that. Heck, so. I mean, even I mean, we're just doing this, 
you know, our own research on on the we, you know, we got uh, NFL uh, coaches on tonight's pod, and we're doing our own research and everything. And it, it, I mean, none of that stuff pops up right. when you're when you're looking at these names and stuff. So I don't right. know what I don't know what the big deal. Let's quit putting all that into that and just pick the right person. Right, absolutely. Pick the guy who's best for the job, male or female. Nobody cares at the end of the day, truly. I mean, I mean the, the media, as long as as long as it's like a good coach. I mean, that's where that's where sports fans come in. It's like. You're going to hire somebody that's absolutely terrible. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care. Greg Schiano, for example, you know? I mean, that's like like an example. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care if the Broncos hire Chris up there. If she takes us to the Super Bowl, I won't be happy about it. You know, I don't don't care if she's black, white, Asian, female. It don't matter. You're a sports fan. Yeah. You just want your team to do good. Right. You don't care about all that other crap. No, absolutely. And I think that's that's, that's where the NFL went a little wrong, though. They made it. And now it makes like it. Now it looks like – the slap in the face. Well, it's like mandatory. You got to do this. You yeah. have to do this, and then you can go pick your so, person. So it's the way, they're, it's so the way like, they're doing so it. You're saying, like, okay, I really want Jim Harbaugh. I want Bill Belichick. I want yeah. uh, Mike Rabel. But I got to interview the. I got to interview yeah, uh, Jim Codwell. Yeah, I got to interview those guys first. Then they got to take them down to interview them for a front office position if something's available. Well, honestly, it's kind of a. I mean, I, I want to get off this subject before we go on too long about it, but it's a slap in the face mm-hmm. again. I mean, because you're wasting their time. Right, and you're wasting your time. So stupid. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, next hot take: Yankees. We'll talk about the Yankees real quick. This just this fires me up, man. When I saw this the other day, Uh, they mentioned changing up the road jerseys. They are going to change up their road jerseys. Uh, This will be the first year since 1973 they've made any changes to the road jersey. Uh, This road jersey, in my opinion, is the ugliest jersey you could possibly pay money for. That jersey is hideous, okay? Give me the pinstripes, and let's redo that, that away jersey. Let's change the color. Let's do something. Let's change the scheme. There was uh, some uh, some other uh, fans of the organization that was mentioning, like, maybe throw in, like, a throwback jersey or so, just something different. But all they're doing is they're, they're changing the white stitching around New York on the front of the jersey, and that's it. And I think the, the number's on the back. Yeah, they're taking all the... Like, the so it white, looks even the, cheaper. Yeah, they're taking away all the white outlining. Even around the Nike logo, it's gone. My wife has an embroidery machine. I'm going to ask her if she can uh, just make me one. Because, I mean, that'd be, that'd be a lot cheaper than paying 100 bucks for it. I mean, here's so. my thing. You have a nicer spring training jersey with the blue. Yeah, with that the blue. Yankee, the Yankee yeah, with logo the Yankee, Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Do something like that. Do something. Do something at least... Halfway not hideous. I cannot stand that gray jersey. I mean, I even got rid of the. Y'all had the. It's little, all gray too. Yeah. No, break it up. Break, let's get some color. You had the thing on the cuff of the sleeve too that was blue and white. That's gone now too. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a plain gray jersey. It looks like probably, with probably their big sponsor or whatever that they'll you know yeah. that they'll have. Yeah. Um, which also I think is stupid. But anyway, um, they'll have that on there, and then yeah, just the just the numbers on the back, not even the last name. Yeah, I would go if I was them. I would do the blue. Are you going to do the gray pants? Or do white? something different. Yeah, do, do something different. Do white pants. Do the white pants with the blue on top if it's in a That'd white. look good. Yeah, that'd look good. No, I mean, I love pinstripes on me. I mean, I love yeah. pinstripes. You know, it's home jersey, hands down. But who are the three te- Who are the teams with pin? The Phillies, the Yankees, and the Padres? That's the three teams with pinstripes? Padres, Phillies, Yankees. I think that's it. Could be wrong. Somebody may have, like, an alternate, but I'm talking main jersey. Um... Hang on, I'm thinking. But I will twins? say. Twins. Twins, yes, twins do. Yep, twins. I will twins. say, though, my personal mm-hmm. opinion, 
I will take the gray Yankee jersey with just the blue lettering over the City Padres City Connect from mm, last that, year. The one yeah, with all the different colors. <laughs> yeah, I hated, did not like that. I hated that thing. Yeah. yeah. Yankee. Uh, <clears throat> oh, White Sox. White Sox got pinstripes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. White Sox. Yep. Yeah. White me. Sox do. Yeah. White and black. Yeah. Yep. I yep, love pinstripes. There's probably, there's probably another team we're forgetting about. I'm trying to think. But even though I think my my travel baseball team, I think we got pinstripes. I think I think that's what we agreed on. I love pinstripes, man. They look good. That white and that white looks really good. But yeah, that's my hot take. I, just let's let's like if you're going to redo something, that's like um, I don't know, getting a black wall and being like I'm gonna I'm gonna repaint. Oh, cool. What color are you going? Uh, I'm gonna do charcoal. It's like a different shades. All they're doing pinstripes. Yeah, yeah those are nice. Yeah, I That's really like old those. throwback D backs jersey right there. Old diamond backs. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, I, I, in my opinion, as a Yankees fan, get rid of the way jersey. Let's let's redo the entire design if you're going to redo it. Yeah. First change since 1973. Come on, Shoo. come yeah. on. <laughs> hey, that's that's what makes you all great, though. No beards, tradition, clean jerseys, tradition. I mean, that, that's Yankees. You think Yankees, you think Ben Strauss. <clears throat> you think what they got? Yeah, so. yeah, home team. Yeah. yeah, that's just yeah, me just complaining about a jersey because, you know, can't complain because we didn't make it to the playoffs last year or anything. So, um, yeah, 82 and 80. So, I guess I'll just complain about their jerseys right? this year. Go ahead. That's fine. Mm, that's, yeah, that's fine, man. Do you? I mean, I don't I don't know anybody that's like, oh, man, I love those away Yankees jerseys. <laughs> Never heard that <laughs> at, oh. at, talking to Yankees fans. <laughs> oh, man. You ready to get into college football? I am. I got some uh, breaking news before we get into what you had. On yeah, your yeah, notes. yeah. Uh, Alabama. Looks like uh, all these recruit stuff that was leaving, they start to come back. Uh, big one today, Ryan Williams decommitted two weeks ago, uh, recommitted this morning or this evening. He was the number three wide receiver in the class of 2024. His name is Ryan Hollywood Williams, just to be exact. It's a five-star. They thought he was going to go to Ohio State. I think they got two more recruits today that decided to come back, so that's big. And uh, DeBoer, uh, wide receivers transformed from Washington to there. Uh, he made a comment today that Nick Saban is – he's talking to Nick Saban every day. Nick Saban's still part of this Alabama program, and I think that's what's bringing some kids back. Uh, sure. I had one more thing. We're going to talk about it more toward the NFL side of it. But the big breaking news that happened just about an hour ago, Jim Harbaugh is out at Michigan. He has signed a five-year deal. The money has not been released yet, but they're saying it is going to be highly, highly lucrative uh, five-year deal. And, uh, what, 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 what are you thinking? How much? I think he'll be the, I think he'll be the highest paid coach in the NFL. And I didn't know that he hmm. formed that when he got drafted out of Michigan. LA's was, got the money, so why not? I didn't know that after he played for the Colts, he actually played for the Chargers. So he has some familiarity. Played one year, right? Yeah, he has some familiarity with this uh, organization. 98, uh, 99, somewhere through there? Somewhere like that. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think he'll be the highest paid uh, coach. Because one, he has the NFL background. He just came out with the national title, and he has literally been interviewed every year for the past five years for an NFL wow. job. So we'll see. I think he will. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, it'll be close. He'll be up there. He's one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL, if not the Honestly, highest. I don't know if I agree with that, but hey, I'm not saying not I agree money. with it. I'm just saying I think he will. I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. What pay. That's where you think he'll be. Mm-hmm. Well, for that, for Bleacher Report to put the lucrative deal, it's definitely gonna be nice. Yeah. Um, and I have. had a. But he had a little bit of push, which I'll get into here in a second, to get him out of uh, Michigan. The uh, AD has responded. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, were discussing to make him the highest-paid college football coach in the history of college football. Wow. 
uh, contract per yeah, the highest paid contract per the Chargers move. Uh, we've been discussing a new contract that would have made him the highest paid coach of college football history in the wake of Harbaugh's departure. In the end, he wanted to explore and ultimately decided to pursue the return of the coaching in the NFL. So it sounds yeah. like they wanted him back, but I think if they lost the Natty this year, I think maybe he, he might come back because he, he really wanted that, like you could tell. But since he got it, I, I mean, it, it was a no-brainer. Everybody, everybody knew Jim Harbaugh was leaving. And fun fact, I think it's week six next, <coughs> week, next year. Uh, Chargers play Ravens, so you'll have the brothers playing each, coaching oh, wow. each other. Sweet. Yep. That'd be yeah, cool to watch again. That's all I got to start off there. You can go into what you have here. Yeah, big one here uh, happened this week. Uh, didn't really – I can't remember if we touched on it. I know we definitely shared it on our page. But uh, George McKentry, I keep wanting to say McIntyre. Uh, but Gordon, Hold on, George McKintry. Hold on, Andrew sent me the pronunciation, so we didn't mess it up. It's McKintry. Hold on. Anyway, QB commits to the Vols for the 2025 class. He ranks as court. Well, these rankings are all over the place, but he ranks number 15 prospect in the 2025 class according to Two Set Four Seven Sports. McKintry checks in as the number three overall quarterback for the 2025 class. Uh, he'll join Nico Iamalavia, I can't ever say his name, and Jake Merklinger in his first year at Tennessee. We'll just say Nico. Ima, Ima I can't ever do it. Nope. Ima, can't say the guy's name, so I guess I can't cheer for him next year. I'm just going to say Nico time, baby. He says it is George. Ima Lavia. He says it is something. George McIntyre. I thought it was McKentry. They keep saying McKentry on everybody I've listened to. He says George McIntyre pronunciation will start as a sophomore is the idea. He will, I think be, it's he will be a freshman Nico's junior year, and they think Nico will declare for the draft then. I just listened to uh, On Three Sports. Hey, I'm just saying. This morning, and he kept calling him McKentry. Well, so who's right, Andrew? I need to know. Oh you God. are On Three Sports. Oh Lord. I've heard McIntyre. I've heard McKentry. What? We'll, we'll call him George. How about that? Curious George. It looks like I'm curious Mac- how George like, going to be. Looks like McIntyre. It does look like McIntyre. When I first when I first saw the name, I thought it was McIntyre. Ken, I mean, it could be Kentry. Hmm. Got to figure this out. You, you just keep talking, buddy. You keep talking. Yeah. I'll figure this out. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. You touched on him a minute ago. The uh, uh, other day, of course, he was negotiating with Chargers, but obviously he took the Chargers position. A big reason I think he took that. Uh, the NCAA does have penalties. Uh, becoming a sticking point of Michigan contract talks. If Connor Stallions, the former Michigan staffer at the center of the sign stealing investigation or any other current or former staff member implicated in the case is charged with a major violation, Harbaugh would be automatically charged with a level one violation. So that's where that push is probably coming from as well. Also too, the level one finding would remain on Harbaugh's record, no matter his level of compliance, monitoring or diligence in the matter. So he would definitely have that level one violation if he stayed, even if he had nothing to do with it, but Connor Stallions was found guilty or whatever they find in the investigation. 12 hours ago, 105.5 The Zone had George McIntyre is what they said on the phone. So they're saying McIntyre. McIntyre. God, man, I'm getting McIntyre, McIntyre, Wes Rucker said McIntyre, and then On3 said, yeah, no, On3 said McIntyre. This is saying this guy said whoever this dude is with all these people it says Vol new Vol commit on and the talking phone. ball said McKentry. This dude and I know Andrew listens to talking balls, so maybe they have a new maybe they have a new episode release saying hey this is how you pronounce the guy's name we've been pronouncing it wrong maybe that was on YouTube just now just to get it 
That, that, was, that was 12 hours ago. He was on there uh, yesterday, yesterday evening with them, and they introduced him as George McIntyre. Let's see if he says anything here. George. Anyway, guys, he's supposed yeah. to be good. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pocket passer. Um, he also brings to the table. Um, I was reading, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's like one of the top prospects in offensive line. He's a five-star as well. Um, and then also, too, I think there's a couple wide receivers. Um, so that 2025 class could be special for the Vols. That was definitely a big get for Josh Heifel. Obviously, Josh Heifel can recruit quarterbacks. He can develop quarterbacks, so mm-hmm. that's very huge. Um, you can say what you want about college football. You know, you, you obviously you have to build a team, um, but it does a, a good, solid foundation is having a great quarterback. Look at the Final Four teams this year. They had great quarterbacks. Um, so I think that's a great start for the 2025 class recruiting. I do think Tennessee will round out the top five uh, in 2025 recruiting class. So, yeah. There's Even if I don't know how to pronounce his name, he should be good. This other one is highlights of George McIntyre. I, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. They're comparing him to Dak McIntyre, McKentry. You won't see him for a couple years, so don't matter. They're comparing him to Dak um, Prescott. They said he's going to be the next Dak Prescott's what they're saying right, that's, here. That's, 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 that's what this video says. says five-star recruit the next Dak Prescott. Uh, absolute garbage. You were talking about uh, Michigan there and talking about the level yeah. one, uh, level two, all those violations and stuff. I uh-huh. actually had, just to get some reference for people, because I actually had, I wanted to look into it myself. A uh, level one NCAA violation is a severe breach of conduct uh, so very, uh, seriously undermined or threatened the integrity of college sports uh, can include the lack of institutional control and academic misconduct, the failure to cooperate with the NCAA investigation. Uh, level two is a failure to monitor your organiza- your program, uh, uh, somatic uh, violations that do not account for the lack of institutional control and multiple recruiting financial or eligibility violations. And a level three is a complete breach of conduct that is a inadvertent violation that are limited in nature, extra benefit, financial aid, academic eligibility, and recruiting violations, provided that they do not create more than a minimal advantages. So to me, level three is the least, and level two and level one are the most severe. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Thank you for that. Yeah. So again, probably another little push to go on to the NFL. Yep. Um, Wanted to touch on this one. This one's pretty sad. The Bulldogs' winningest mascot, UGA X, sadly passed away on Tuesday. Man, that was tough. Saw where passed away multiple the, championships. Yep, he is the winningest mascot in Georgia football history. Uh, let's see. He became their uh, mascot at the age of two in a calling ceremony on November 21st, 2015. During the eight seasons as the team's mascot, Georgia went 91-18, and won two national championships, two SEC SEC titles, and made seven New York Six Bowls. He will always be remembered as a damn good dog, Bulldogs Athletic, posted on Twitter on Tuesday. Uh, Yeah, I actually got the pet of X, Egotian. Bryson got a picture of him on his door, Big big mascot there. He was the he was the dog that was there when me and Krista got together. So it's kind of been like our our thing there. But uh, hate to see him gone. Uh, other, yeah. Other, he retired. He retired. He didn't you know, he didn't die in the line of action. But something that did kind of aggravate me as I seen today that Peta 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 has filed a lawsuit against the University yeah. of Georgia to say that they can no longer have a bulldog as their mascot because those dogs have breathing di- disorders and them being a mascot is harmful to their health, and they need to remove, starting this year, the dog, the live mascot from the game. Georgia's going to say absolutely not, but 
you know how that goes. Oh yeah, always something. Fun fact: I don't know if you've ever been. <clears throat> these dogs are in Georgia. These, these dogs are bred in Savannah, Georgia. Savannah. Yep. I've been right by it. Yep. yep. You can go actually buy the house. The lawyers. Yep. Yeah, the lawyers. The seller. Mm-hmm. The seller family. Uh, yep. Try buying Very a dog. Nice from, try buying a dog from them. It's right near where Girl Scout cookies were yes. first sold. That's where the uh, University of Georgia was originally at. It, before it moved to Athens, it was in Savannah. Really? Mm-hmm. You, there's actually a sign there in Savannah that shows you near <laughs> the bank and the courthouse. It was right in that area. That's how come that family got involved with the. Gotcha. Yep. Interesting. It, yeah, it's been like a family tradition. Yep. And the last thing on the of a 10, people, if you don't know much about him, if you remember when Georgia played Texas in the, was it the Sugar Bowl? Uga yep. tried to attack Bevo. He tried to tag yeah. along with him. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yep. So that was one of his good, big highlights. Good dog. Good dog. Damn good dog. Moving on yep. to college football again. Clay Travis, uh, analyst, predicts Alabama will fire a Kalen DeBoer in four years. No. How do you feel about that, Hess? No. I think no. I think DeBoer's there. He he will be there as long as Saban, if not longer, just because he's younger when he's taking the job. I don't I don't think Bama went into this hiring somebody they expect to get rid of in four years. Clay Travis is uh always throwing out some he's, heat. He's there. extreme. He gets he uh, he's a uh, he's always one step above extreme. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, he likes so, the heat. Sometimes he's on it, though. Sometimes he is Yeah, on sometimes it. he's really on it. Um, and sometimes he's completely left field. And I think he's in left field on this one, too. I don't think it'll be four years. Now, Alabama does want success. Yeah. Obviously, they want national championships. That's what they want. Um, so maybe that's what he's getting at. Hey, if he, you know, has like a nine and three and then mm-hmm. a, a 10 and two and they still don't win, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's not saying Kalen DeBoer is going to be a bad right, coach, right, but right, he's right. just saying in four years, if they don't win a national championship, he's gone. Um, so I kind of see where he's coming from on right. that because I've also said Caleb DeBoer's got to figure out his recruits. And, again, that was kind of a quieter hire um, from some of the big names that were in the portal for that position. Um, but I don't I don't agree with that either. I, I think DeBoer will be there longer than four years. Um, I think he'll do fine. Um, obviously, you just said recruits are coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a very, very good foundation there. I mean, one, probably still one of the best, mm-hmm. if not the best. Um, colleges to coach at, so I mean he's yeah, got Nick Saban I, I, there. He's he's got a great mentor, and people forgetting like his like he's not a bad coach. No, and he just led Washington, who was nobody, to a national national championship. I mean, when he took made, over after Chris made Phoenix. Phoenix into a, a Heisman candidate. I mean, he, he this guy can coach, and he's bringing his OC with him, and he's bringing a couple of other pl- people with him. So he's not going to be fine. It's not going to be him and a brand new coaching staff. Look, I mean, it's, do I want Alabama to suffer? Absolutely. <laughs> I am a huge Tennessee fan, right? But I just I don't see it in. I don't either. I just don't see it. I, I, mean, I still see Alabama ten and two. I mean, I still see him being you, Alabama. I think you can expect fall off because I mean, obviously, you just lost the greatest coach in college football history. It'd be no different if Kirby Smart left Georgia. You're going to have fall off. I don't care if you keep everybody, but I don't think DeBoer is like. Uh, there's people out there. It's like, oh, he'll be gone in two years. I don't see that. Mm, I, maybe I think DeBoer is there for the long haul. Yeah, I, I think. Like I said, if he's there four years and they haven't got a national championship then he's probably gone because it's like one of those things where it's like, you're good. You're a great coach and everything, but we need you to get over that last little hump and we need that next guy. Um, so that's where I can see Alabama fans becoming a little bit stingy if they don't get a natty in four years. So try to see give him time. Give him time. Y'all forget what y'all's football team was like before saving. So calm down. Yeah. Uh, so Vol states the contract started at nine million in twenty twenty four, increasing to a hundred thousand each year until. So he's got a six year contract. Yeah, I look. I mean, I look for him to be there. 
College football is weird. It's getting weirder <laughs> with this transfer portal. They got they're gonna have to crack down on something soon. Um, we've talked about this in previous right. episodes, um, so that'll play a big factor in that too. But I do see him being being there longer than forty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I agree with that. You got some uh, way, yeah, Heisman. way, way, way too early. Way too early. Why are we talking about this? Way too why early. We, we just we, we just now ended the season this month. You already want to talk about it. I already want to talk about the Heisman's for next year. Already, you, you want to read through this list? You want me to read? You through read through it because I already know who's going to win it. Go ahead, put your, right, go, go ahead, put your money on it. Jalen Milrow. Nope. Ollie Gordon. Nope. Quinn Ewers. Nope. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit saying nope though. I'm just gonna okay. just keep going. Shador Sanders. No. I thought she was gonna quit saying no. Sorry, I, I didn't want you to think that it was true. Carson Beck. Nope. Jackson Dart. O'Marion Hampton. I like that one. Yeah, I didn't realize he was the leading ACC rusher good. last year. He's good. Yeah, yeah. Everybody talked about uh, May. Yeah. Nobody talked about him. Uh, Travis Hunter. He'll, you know, he'll be back healthy. Dylan Gabriel, Cam Ward, Luther Burden. I didn't realize he was coming back. Yeah. That's scary. That's scary. And Brady Cook. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Can't wait to lose to Missouri again. Uh, Raleigh Leonard, Noah Fajita. He's sizzling. He's sizzling. Jalen Daniels. Not Jaden. Jalen. Jalen. Go on, Jalen. Who's their favorite on the list? Or is there someone who isn't even on this list that I just went over? That makes the conversation. Absolutely. Let's hear it. Will Howard. Will Howard. Ohio okay. State. Ohio State. Ohio State transfer. Yep, from Kansas State. Now, yep. I truly believe that uh, he has an incredible season. I'm not going to say – I mean, I feel like he'll win the Heisman, but I think Ohio State's your best team out there. And mm, They're going to be good. With the weapons he's going to have and that running game and that offensive line and what he did at Kansas State with half – not even half the talent he's getting ready to have, this dude stays healthy. He's going to put up some big numbers. Big numbers, and yeah, I, I, th- I like that. I think you'll see Will Howard jump to. The, I think Will Howard will become more than just a quarterback that Tyler Shaw at Sports talks about. I think you'll see Will Howard in the national spotlight early in the season once that it starts moving for Ohio State. Wow, mm-hmm. that's bold. Mm-hmm. I hope not. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with a biased opinion here just because. Uh, Nico, baby, it's Nico time to shine. Yes, Nico is my Heisman favorite. Because um, I see greatness out there on the field, uh, he's bringing the balls back, baby. They're coming, Nico. I know, I know, y'all ball listener was like that. So I, not, I not biased some, at all. Can I give you some input? Hmm? Can, I say, can I say something about that? I, I'm just excited. Can, I, can I just say something about that? Sure. I think you're on the right track. I really, I really do think Nico. Maybe not this year. I think you're on the right. But track. if he comes back. For the next year, if, probably. If there's a Vol that could be in this Heisman conversation, it's uh, Dylan Sampson. Mm. That guy could be in your house because he could carry this team next year. And then if y'all are going to be as good as the way it's looking, it could be, I think he's your guy. I think now Nico's going to be good. Don't get me wrong. Nico's going to put up his numbers. Nico's going to be a reason you are as good as what you should be. But I think Dylan Sampson could very well be that Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram type running back. At Tennessee next year, I hope so. And if, that, if he is, and Nico's the quarterback that it looks like and possibly could be, Tennessee gonna be dangerous. But I, I mean, I think Dylan's. I think Nico's not. I don't think he ain't Tebow. So you ain't gonna see the freshman talk about it. But I think uh, I think Dylan Sampson could be the guy. If, if Tennessee has a Heisman candidate, I think it could be. Him. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I went with Nico just because. I know you did. Um, I know. Yeah. 
I just want to yeah. say that though, because I don't think you're too far off from it. No, um, it's definitely early. Shoot, I just opened up a tweet there. Um, it's de- <laughs> about my tweeter. Oh, your tweeter um, <laughs> or X? Sorry. Um, yeah, I like Nico. He looked good in the bowl game. Way too, way, way, way too early. Uh, you know, I mean, I haven't even seen him play a regular season game. Um, but guys, look behind me if you're watching video. Okay, I'm biased. I said it. I'm, I'm sticking to it though. Yeah, I'm like not it. satisfied. Not satisfied. I like it, man. I like it. All right, we done with college football. You want to keep on going? I'm done with college football for now, which is sad. But I'm sure again next next pod we'll have. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We'll probably talk about it on the live. Probably talk about it the rest of the year. Probably. I love college football. Yep, me too, man. Absolutely, it's a great sport. As long as the NIL don't ruin it. But anyway, we're going to keep it in college because we're trying to get that degree. College basketball. Had, going for a doctor. Had a huge, huge upset last night. Oh yeah, I put this one on there. Kentucky blows. Got blown out by South Carolina, and uh, the score that score is not even as close as it really was. Final no. score seventy nine eighty or seventy nine sixty two South Carolina. I think that was the first time they beat a AP top five team in like fifteen years, something like that. Twenty ten against Kentucky. Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Kentucky was ranked first. Oh, in twenty fifteen or twenty ten. That's when they had Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also at CLA, too. So oh, same I see thing. That. Yeah. I've seen that. You put that in there. Mm-hmm. It was the program's first ever win over a top-ranked opponent. Yeah. yeah was... I, text, I texted you, at, I think, around halftime. I said, South Carolina. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, and then you went and checked it out. and yeah. They were up by, like, they were up like 12 when I texted you that. So yeah. I was like, well, it's still a game. Right. You know, still potential because a four-possession game. but mm-hmm. Or three-possession game. Uh, four. Four. God, I can't do math. Um, but, yeah. I, that one surprised me. I didn't pick that one. Um but it is a road game, mm-hmm. and you're seeing a lot of these big teams, even Tennessee and um, any of them really, Duke, uh, Arizona, a bunch of your bunch of your bigger teams, UConn, struggle on the road. Hey, speaking uh, of uh, steel, Tennessee, uh, Georgia this year is eleven and one at home hmm. with one loss to Tennessee. Tennessee, they just wow. beat, did. Georgia's beat LSU tonight, and uh, oh wow, uh, LSU bat one. It was uh, they were up. Georgia was up 68-66, I think was what the score was, and uh, inbounded all the way down court, 2.5 left, LSU did. Guy wide mm. open in the corner, he caught it, and it went in the goal, and then Ow. popped back out. Oh, oh yeah. that's tough. Yeah. And, uh, that's tough. Right now, we are upset is happening right now in college basketball. Uh, looks like Alabama is going to upset Auburn. They're up 75-70 to with under a minute left. 75-70? 75-70. Yep. I, I knew that would be a good game. I had this one on here. I wanted to get a quick recap yep. since they were playing at 730 and we're recording a little bit later. Right. Um, so I figured that game would almost be over. So yep. uh, next game, wanted to recap real quick. This game happened last night on Tuesday night. Duke versus, versus Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember correctly, uh, Duke lost to uh, Georgia Tech uh, a couple nights before. Uh, unraked opponent losing to them. Definitely yep. sucked for the Blue Devils. But they came back. They bounced back. They looked good, really good. Um, against Louisville, so uh, 83-69 was the final on that score. That's a hard place to play, um, too. Yeah, it's KFC Yum, yum Stadium. Yep, it's beautiful, yum. beautiful stadium. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, Tyrese Proctor set a new career high with 24 points, God. and Mark Mitchell returned to the starting lineup with a 20-point, 12-rebound double-double. Mm. That's your difference right there. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, I really liked what I saw when I watched that game. I just got I caught, like, the last – 12 minutes. I didn't even get to see the first half, but they were up pretty big in the first half. Uh, but they just held the lead and then kept the uh, pedal down. So, yeah. uh, big win. 
Big win. Real big win. Big win for the blue. Yep, absolutely. It's a big win. But you just went over Auburn, Alabama, yep. and you said 75-70. It is now uh, 75-72 with 50 seconds left. Ooh, what a game. That sounds like a game right yeah, there. Yeah, Alabama's dominated um, this second half. No, Auburn yeah, has dominated. They were down 14 points at half. And wow. uh, Auburn has outscored in 42-31 to 31 in the second half so far. Yeah, come back. Bruce Pearl knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that Auburn team's good. They got some shooters, which Alabama, like I told you, they had one of the top offenses um, until they came and played in Thompson Bowling Arena and absolutely got shut down uh, by that Rick Barnes defense. But Alabama's good. Natty, uh, Natty and Knoxville. Sears, um, yeah, Mark Sears, uh, great team. Um, but I'd like to see Auburn win that, and I like Bruce Pearl. Um, so maybe they can make a comeback. We'll, we'll, we'll give you all an update, even though tomorrow you already know who won. Um, but we'll let you know the score anyway. Also have um, another potential update or upset brewing right now. Northwestern up 34-32. At half on Illinois. Eh, two points. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's potential. Upset. Not enough. Northwestern also, Northwestern is a team that upset uh, Purdue mm-hmm. earlier in yes, the season. Yes, they did. Um, so they're a sleeper. Um, I like Northwestern. Um, I picked them, I think, against somebody we talked about a couple somebody. weeks back. Somebody, another team. Uh, tomorrow night, um, got Arizona versus Oregon State. Who you got? Arizona, love Arizona. I've been a big fan of them all year. I actually think they're a Final Four team, but I think tomorrow night they're not a Final Four team. I think give me Oregon Ooh. State with the upset in that game. Um, Oregon State's not bad. I think they've lost only like three games. I was going to look games. up their record right here, real fast. Not the QVs. I'm thinking of the right, right team. Yes, Oregon State, the Beavers. Yes, uh, that game is at 11 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network. You can go for eight dollars if you'd like to go. Mm, uh, I'm good. Sure. We can go. I mean, I wouldn't mind say Arizona. They're pretty good. This is in Oregon. Yeah, yeah but it's Arizona versus Oregon I'm, State. I said I wouldn't I'm mind just to saying see Arizona. This game is in Oregon State. Uh, 95.3% chance it looks like Arizona State uh, is – or Arizona is projected to win this. Uh, Oregon State is a 9-9 nine and nine record on the year. They're 1-9. Nine, nine. Okay, one, not the same team I was thinking of. They're 1-6 and six in conference play. Uh, but I just feel like they're going to put the upset. Uh, and the X factor for them is going to be Jordan Pope. Jordan Pope. Jordan Pope is a sophomore out of Oakland, California. He's averaging 17 points a game, 2.6 rebounds, and 3.5 assists, and he's shooting 44% from the field. Think that's your X factor. I think he can shut down Caleb Love. <laughs> no. I just think he can't. But could you imagine, though? I know Caleb Love's tearing up. Could you imagine if he had to transfer from North Carolina? A North Carolina team's good. They've been scary. Mm-hmm. Yep. They've been scary, which Arizona's scary, yeah. but North Carolina been even more scary. Again. I, th- I think North Carolina's better than Arizona. This is a shot in the dark for me. Do I truly in my gut? Do I think Arizona's going to lose this game? No, but I just think it's on the road. Pac-12 game. I like it. Yeah, uh, Oregon State. Well, we've seen we we just saw Kentucky lose yeah. on the road. Yeah. And like I just went, mentioned, you know, teams are your your good teams, like your uh, foundation teams, your top ten teams mm-hmm. are struggling on the road. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's out. Uh, maybe throw five bucks at it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, my score prediction for this one's actually opposite. I got Arizona winning big, eighty six seventy two at least. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Love is truly a difference maker. Um, I know you just went over your boy Pope, but my boy here, Caleb Love, is averaging 18.2 points per game. Uh, true big man, Balo, 9.2 rebounds per game. Uh, not too shabby, almost 10 rebounds per game. You're not going to say the first name? Umar. Thank you. Well, you think I can't pronounce I, that? I just thought you wrote it down, but you weren't going to say it, so I was like, why did you not say it? I was just reading along, <laughs> man, and you got to back me up here. Umar. Yeah. There you go. 9.2 points. Uh, or yeah, this, yeah, you can be able to rebound and point it. Shut up. So this team should make an Elite Eight run. Will they? Will they make an Elite Eight run? 
I think they're Final Four team. You think they're Final Four? Mm-hmm. We also said that last year, and they lost second round, I believe. Hey, it's March Madness. That's why it's called March Madness. It's madness. Right? Was that last year? I think it, was, sure. it was last year. Hey, Bucket Brass. Uh, bu- bucket Bracket. Bucket Braston. Bucket Braston, man. God. <laughs> Guys, it's 10 o'clock here on the East Coast, oh, okay? Lord. Love it. Worked all day, tired, but we're still doing it, baby. Love it. Love it. Bust it bracket. That's the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. They were the team that busted it. So. Yep. I'm pretty sure. That was honest. Uh, yeah, year. I think I'm pretty sure you're right. 100% on that one. 100%? I think so. No doubts? <sighs> no doubts. Not even one? Not one. Wow. No. I really love that. Yeah. Andrew, you should listen to that. <laughs> uh, NBA News and Games. Oh, Lord. Or do you have any any more score updates with uh, Auburn? Alabama? Give you, I'll give you one real fast here. Let me just, uh, for it's uh, 12 seconds left, it is Alabama 75, Auburn 74. Uh, Auburn with the timeout. Looks like a, there was a foul. Auburn had a foul. Either Al- Auburn fouled Alabama? It says foul on Johnny Brome. Let me see who that is. I think that's Auburn. Uh, yeah, foul. I don't know if he got fouled or if he fouled the person. I can't tell. I say he fouled. I say he fouled. Probably but, didn't But Auburn called the timeout, so I don't know how that works. But yeah, that, mm, uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not. If Auburn called timeout, that's weird because if you foul, the clock stops. Auburn timeout. Oop. Auburn called another timeout. What's Bruce Pearl doing over there? Twelve seconds. Five seventy-four. Yeah, Twelve seconds mm. left. Okay, I'll, we'll check in here in a second. Yeah. As we go on to the NBA, I'll I'll keep tabs on it. Yeah, NBA news. Uh, Tristan Thompson, if you all remember him, I kind of forgot he played NBA. Uh, Yeah, he's been very quiet. Uh, Tristan Thompson, he plays for the Cavs now. Uh, Suspended 25 games for violating NBA's anti-drug program. Um, According to the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers forward tested positive, not for COVID, for banned substances. You want to pronounce that? All the banned substance? Yeah. Uh, that was. <laughs> I boo. I, I boo. Ta- I'll spell it for I y'all. I B U T A M O R. I boo Terraman. And SARM LGD 4033. So, Jacob, if you're listening, I know you're in med school. You need to tell us what those are and how to pronounce them. Yeah. Because he got banned. Anyway, he got banned. So, obviously, it's probably an enhancing, some type of sports enhancing drugs. Um, in a system, so 25 games, pretty hefty penalty, so it must have been pretty bad. It is a... Um, pot- you're not looking this up on your work computer, are you? Nope. It is a potent, <laughs> long-acting, orally active, selective, non-peptide... God almighty, hmm. what the heck is this thing? Ibutamorin? Is that what? Is that how you say it, maybe? Orally active, selective, non-peptide agonist of the gerilin receptor and growth hormone... Seregataga, mimicking the growth hormone GH stimulating action in the ignorious hormone. I can't, God Almighty, what is this thing? It sounds it, like steroids. It's a growth hormone, is what it sounds like. Uh, it has been shown to increase the secretion in several hormones, including GH and insulin growth factor. Yeah, sounds like steroids. Yes, definitely steroids. Pretty much. That's, that's what it is. That's what that one definitely is. Uh, anywho, big, big, big news here. Big news. You ready? I'm ready for this. I'm ready for some big, big news. Milwaukee Bucks fire first-year head coach Adrian Griffin after 43 uh, games. I didn't realize he was a first year. Yeah. Uh, Griffin was 30 and 13, second in the East, and they fire him. What's going on there, Hess? Why, why they fire 
Mr. Griffin. Uh, reports are that Peter Griffin. Uh, one, Antetokounmpo was not a fan of him, and a yep. lot of it went through Antetokounmpo, but a lot of the uh, NBA uh, people around the league say it was because of the lack of defense that people mm. watched. Uh, there were some people apparently watching practices and watching some locker room interaction and said, one, he had lost the locker room, two, practices, they wasn't doing hardly anything, that your big-time players uh, kind of just not even doing anything like doing anything at all during practice. He wasn't forcing them to do anything, so they said he had lost control of the locker room. But it was a lack of defense, and a lot of people pinpointed one thing was the 1-4 and four record against the Indiana Pacers mm, so far yeah. this year. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm not a fan of this firing. Like, you hired this guy to be your coach. You signed him to whatever the deal was at the beginning of the year after uh, their former coach retired. They fired him. They fired him. They fired because he, remember he lost in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. After, they were pissed about that. Won a, oh my god! And he won a he won a Manatti yeah. or not Manatti, but championship. national championship. Yeah. yeah, championship. Sure. But I and here's my thing: they hired Doc Rivers. If this would have been six years ago, okay. But, sure. But Doc Rivers has been on how many teams since being you've been watching the NBA? Celtics, Clippers, 76ers. I think there was uh, one more there too. I think another one there too. And now the, um, now here, and he's not he's not done anything at those other than the Celtics. Yeah. Let's look at the Celtics now. I mean, they're front runners. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of that hire. Um, I mean, personally, I think you should have kept your guy from last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did win you a championship, yeah. um, and he lost in the playoffs. Like that happens. Yeah, um, you're not going to win championships back to back all the time. I mean, not everybody um, has got Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson as their head coach, or LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Right. So. It's not going to happen back to back, or, or Steph Curry and, uh, and not every, what's his face? Not every, uh, Thompson, yeah, Clay Thompson. Not every coach is Eric Spolstra. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, hey, Spolstra's a great coach. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. Um, Doc Rivers is a good coach, don't get me wrong, but I just I don't think in today's league, like you said, six years ago it would have been an excellent hire. Um, I don't know. He's old school mentality, so maybe that's where they get that defense come back. Maybe that's where he gets the locker room back on track. That's maybe what they're thinking, maybe more of like a – Mentor, yeah. uh, leader role. Um, I don't know. The, the Bucks do play tonight. Um, I don't know if that they're. I don't know if they've already tipped off or not. Um, I think they play tonight. I can tell you. Hold on. They play tonight or tomorrow night. They're playing right. They playing right now. And they're up one fourteen to one oh four on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Yeah. Tristan Thompson suspended. That's why. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, Doc could do fine there. Let's just be honest. I think with that team, it didn't really matter who's at the helm. You have two of the greatest players in the league right now on the same team. I mean, if you can't if you can't make something happen with that, Griffin was thirty and thirteen, and he didn't have control of the locker room, and they didn't play defense, and they second in the East. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I just want to give a just a roundabout. I think I think I think they went for a name hire. I do too. So it's so it sounds like because Doc Rivers is that name. The former coach uh, was Mike uh, Brunholzer, and mm-hmm. uh, he is a big time assistant with under uh, Greg Popovich, who. Is probably one of the best coaches in NBA history, but pop. here's his record with the Milwaukee Bucks. His first year, they was first in the Central, lost in the Conference Finals. Second season, first in the Central, lost in the Conference Semifinals. Third season, won the NBA championship, first in the Central. 2021-2022, first in the Central, lost in Conference Semis, and then last year they were first in the Central, but they lost in the first round. That was the reason they fired him. But I mean, this guy—he's <laughs> made the playoffs every year, and they have—he has a. I wish the Yankees would take note. 
We're switch, I'm sw- switching sports there, but I wish the Yankees The worst season they ever had with him as a head coach was 72 and 46. Yeah. He's not been under 600 win percent. Let me ask this. How many times did you hear about the Bucks in the past, you know, before they got Anacupo? Or, you know, no, Anacupo? I mean, you didn't even hear about him when they first had him either. They had him. If you go back to the first people year forget, of Anacupo, People forget Jason Kidd was a coach of this team at one well, time. Ja- how, how good they do with Kidd? Jason Kidd had a 333 winning percentage. He was 291. Sorry, no. He was there Sorry. for two or three he years. He had a 400 winning percentage. He was a 291 and 139. Or no, 152. 152. Sorry. He played 291 games. He lost more games than he won. He had 139 wins and 152 losses. Jason Kidd did. That's what I'm saying. And Mike uh, Brunholzer had 271 wins and 120 losses. Yeah, I remember when Jason Kidd got fired and they hired Mike, how much that entire team just turned but around. But let's look at the history here of the Bucks. here. They fired George Carl in 2003. George Carl became the coach of the <laughs> yeah. Nuggets, and look what he did there. They fired Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd actually did pretty well after that. I mean, they've had Scott Skiles. I mean, they've had, they've had good coaches. I just – I don't know. And here's this guy. He's 30 and 13. He has the best winning percentage in Milwaukee Bucks history. He didn't give him no time. You gave him 43 games. Yep. He didn't give him full season. Yep. We're halfway through season. Like, ah, this guy's not it. Yeah. Like I, I said, I think it, I think it was more so a name hire. It's just to you know make the play, make the fans feel like, oh man, we got our guy. We're gonna make it to the finals now. Um, yep. Hold your horses. That Easton, those West teams, God, those West teams are good. Yeah. Um, Especially Oklahoma City. Nobody's really talking about them, but I, I, Oklahoma City's good. Yeah, I think the Bucks are in the East. I know, I know, but I'm saying the West. Right. Could, the West teams, I mean, the East is tough, don't get me wrong, but these West teams are, yeah. I think the West teams are still another level. Yeah. I mean, Denver, uh, Dallas, heck, Kings. Dallas. Uh, Kings. The Lakers could be, the Clippers. Clippers. Here, nobody's talking about the Clippers. Clippers 28-14. Yeah. I got them on tonight, um, or on the, on the list to go over tonight, but. Yeah, I don't know. Big name hire, that's all that was. Yeah. It's kind of like hiring Bill Belichick. Not a fan um, of it. Not a fan of it at all. I'm not too big of a fan of it either. I love uh, Dame Lillard, obviously. If you listen to the pod, you know I'm a big Dame Lillard fan. So want to see him do well with Doc. So hopefully they can keep winning games. And uh, Alabama did end up beating Auburn 79-75. Wow, sounds like a good game. Yep. That's a big win for Alabama. Big win. Now they only lost one SEC game. Mm-hmm, and that was the first loss for Auburn. Ah, SEC is going to be interesting. Tough teams. Mm-hmm. Paris Olympics. We have not talked about the Olympics yet. But, uh, just starting to just starting to talk about the Olympics. Uh, starting to search for players to headline. This, of course, is for the NBA. Because um, we do have the NBA uh, championship in, the, in Paris this year. Uh, first players that are uh, big, non, big time players. I'm just going to mention a couple here or, or three. Uh, LeBron, mm-hmm. Curry, yep. and Joel Embiid. Uh, we'll keep up with this. They were some of the biggest names announced Tuesday as part of a 41-player pool in the first step soared deciding the 12-man team roster. Um, it can be set as early as May. We're in uh, January right now. So this, obviously we'll keep up to date with this. This is the redemption team, by the way, because the last couple of prior years, the big names have yeah. stepped out, and we America's been getting embarrassed. Curry, Curry's never played in Olympics. Right. We've been getting embarrassed, and LeBron made a point last year that he said that they're coming back and we're going to win it all. So, it's kind of like it's kind of like the documentary, the dream, mm-hmm. the dream team of uh, what oh eight, yep, yeah, uh, that was the yeah, that god, that team, LeBron, Kobe, Kobe, all that. That's Mello. a great. If you haven't watched that, that is really good. Talk about Kobe being in the mm-hmm. in the gym when they're getting on their way back from partying all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. four a.m. putting up shots. Yep, love that. That that's good. Yeah. I, I hope to see uh, this team do well. 
Yeah, do. it's gonna be. Fun. I mean, we'll be definitely covering mm-hmm. uh, Olympics start July twenty seventh. Uh, so we'll be keeping up up to date with all those sports Absolutely. and everything. I love love the Olympics. Always have yep. even winter. Um, love it all. Yep. All right. Lakers Clippers. Lakers Clippers. Recap. Recap that game. Yeah, Lakers got demolished. Kind of projected that one. Uh, they've been looking pretty terrible. I think they fall now two games below five hundred or one game below five hundred. Twenty two, twenty three, or twenty two and twenty four. I can't remember. <laughs> I'll give you that. Just keep on talking. Uh, got demolished anyway. One sixteen, one twenty seven. Uh, Clippers finally putting it together. They are twenty and fourteen now. Um, fourth in the West. Twenty two, twenty three right now. Twenty two, twenty three. So fall one game back five hundred. Still fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't freak out, Lakers fans. Y'all were in the same position last year, and look what happened. Yep. So, um, I think they'll be fine. You know, LeBron talking... knows how to turn it around. But Anthony Davis is the key to that. Uh, there has been some rumors that they are looking at trading for uh, Trey Young. And Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's been mentioned a lot because it's not working out there in Cleveland. Obviously, they lost their guy, Tristan Thompson. That's why. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going to keep going back to that. Uh, don't do steroids, people, kids. People um, about Colin Sexton on that uh... – yeah, Colin Sexton. Yeah, they got a good little team. They, um, they were they were hyped up a lot last year. They had a really good season last year. I mean, the Cleveland's um, not bad. They're this not year. terrible. They're fourth and East, fifth, fifth. Okay, fourth. Twenty six and yeah. fifteen on the year. That's not bad. Um, I don't know why they're wanting to trade Mitchell. Spotty. I think they're just trying to get some capita, some capital there. Capita. capita. Yeah, I like capita. 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 They're trying to get some capita. Capita. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Kind of weird. Suns versus Mavericks. That game should be going on right now. What's the score? Suns versus Mavericks. That is uh, Suns 69, Dallas 61 with 8 minutes and 46 seconds left in the third period. I like the Mavs coming back on that one. Suns have been, Suns have been lucky. The, They've been lucky. Suns have been the biggest disappointment in the NBA this year. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say terrible, but still, they're not living up to the hype that they should be. they got Devin Booker now, healthy. Kevin Durant, It's like uh, healthy. KD got involved in a... Uh, Shoving match with Joseph Nurkic. After no, Joseph Nurkic shoved Grant Williams That's, and uh, Katie. Speaking, speaking of Katie, went after Grant Williams. Speaking of Katie, uh, he he was talking a little bit that he should be in the goat conversation. Nope. How you feel about that? I mean, uh, if you're having to tell people that you belong in the goat conversation, you don't belong in the goat. You conversation. don't belong in the goat. I agree. He's not, uh, don't get me wrong. I put him in Katie. premier premier score. Yes, uh, one of the best shooters in the league. I yes. look at KD like this. And Le- Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. KD. The only difference is, is KD got on a team that was stacked and won, a t- won titles. Outside yeah. of that, they're the same player. Yeah, K- he's not in GOAT conversation. No. Sorry, that's LeBron and MJ. Yeah. Um, MJ specifically. I mean, maybe later on, maybe a couple years down the road, we'll see if he's still playing at 41 years old. Uh, mm. But – I don't see the slim. You have to you have to put LeBron in that conversation over Durant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to be the goat, you have to be the greatest while playing like during this era. I mean, and that's LeBron. And, and but in a, in a way, it's kind of unfair to KD because LeBron shouldn't still be playing. <laughs> I mean, what's I'm getting at? LeBron's 39. He's still putting up yeah, 25, that's why, that's 26. Why I'm saying KD's got to play till he's 41. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. KD's. I think KD's a better scorer than LeBron. Uh, but LeBron's, yeah, he is right now. Um, yeah, but I don't know. You shoot. Let's go. Let's go back to LeBron on the Heat and those early Cavs years. LeBron was averaging could have easily any night scored forty. Yeah, but he couldn't shoot. He just take it to the hole. That's scoring. Get fouled. Well, that's scoring. But I'm I'm talking pure shooter, Hess. Like you said, score. Pull up from a jumper and pull it. Yeah. I'm I'm taking KD all. I'm day. taking Carmelo Anthony. 
Well, yeah, obviously. I always take mellow, baby. <laughs> mellow till I die. Right. But, uh, yeah, don't mean to get off topic there on Katie and Goat <laughs> conversation. But my opinion, no, um, he's not in that conversation. Um, if anything, Kobe is ahead of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, MJ. I mean, there's multiple players I could go through. Obviously, everybody's going to say Michael Jordan, LeBron James, top two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I put Kobe Bryant, again, ahead of KD. Mm-hmm. KD's top ten. I put Shaq, I put I put Shaq, I put Shaq ahead of KD. I'll put Dwayne Wade yeah. ahead of KD. Mm, Dwayne Wade's debatable. I put D Wade. That's one. Him. That's one we get. I love D Wade. Hey, um, give me the flash, prime flash. Ooh. People forget D Wade did it with Shaquille in 06. Um, and they forget that he did it without him too. He did it without him. Yeah, I forgot about and that. And they forget <laughs> that he did it. He did it without him. He did it with him, and then he did it with the dream team. Yeah, leading most leading scorer for Heat history probably will remain till I die. Probably should be. Should be. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't, I, I, we should go into that one night. Yeah. Top ten players in the NBA. Hey, we got a request earlier today to do the five hottest NFL players. Uh, yeah, about that. Um, we'll we'll think about it. But I already got it. But we'll say I'm not going into this. We'll, this. <laughs> well I'll do it on the live. Sure, I'll do it on live. Let's do it then. Live on Sunday. He's going to announce it. This just has not me. No, I'm with him. Um, oh, buddy, that's a little weird. Wow, wow. Bow, chicka, wow, wow. Let's get a little late here. Uh, 10 18, yeah. Uh, Thursday night games. We'll give y'all some rundowns. Sorry, <laughs> oh, Off the rails tonight. Thursday night games. No rails on the uh, bed anymore. They go. We're going we gonna to give y'all some updates, some projections. So go ahead and listen to this, guys. Place your bets for tonight because you're listening to this on Thursday. So be ready. Let's come back. I'm here, man. I'm here, bro. Nuggets versus Knicks. Who you got? Give them a score prediction and any bets that you think people should place. First basket, Jalen Brunson. Knicks win 86. Or no, sorry. Knicks win. 86. Sorry. I have a college. I've seen the 86 from your score early on the top there. Uh, Knicks win 106 to 96. 10 point. Is this game in Madison Square Gardens or is it? Um... I'll let you know. Give me a second. Madison Square Garden, sorry. I said Madison Square's Garden. It's okay. It's fine. No, it's not. Andrew would kill me on that. This game is in MSG. It is MSG. Mm-hmm. I like the Knicks here, too. I, I mean, obviously, I like Denver. Um, Denver's going to be very tough. It's going to be a good game. I'm, I, I'll, I'll definitely watch this one. Uh, but, yeah, give me the Knicks since it is at home. I like Brunson. Uh, I look for Brunson. If there's anything over 30, uh, I take Brunson mm-hmm. in that. So, uh, Brunson, and then first score will be uh, Jokic uh, for Denver. I think he'll be first score. Like um, so that's my bet for that one. Score predict project projection prediction one twelve one oh nine. It's a fifty fifty split too, as far as what the ESPN predictor is saying, as far as who wins this game. It should be a very good game. Yeah, should be, even though it's not, now. If that game was in Denver, I'd go. Denver, oh, it's really hard but, to win in Denver. It's hard to win in the. I don't know if it's still yeah. called the Pepsi Center, but that's what I always remember. It's a Pepsi Center. That's a hard place. Well, it's hard to win. Hard to win in uh, MSG. Mm-hmm. The New York plays Denver. They're looking. I mean, that's their fifth. They're looking for their fifth straight victory. New York, yeah, all, or Denver, uh, New York. They've only lost two games since they had Denver's. Denver's pretty hot too, right? Yeah, now. they're they're both the same. They're both uh, one, four and one in their last five games. Ooh, love the only it. difference love is it, love it, love it. is. Uh, Knicks are on a four-game winning streak. The Nuggets are on a uh, three-game uh, winning streak. Nice. And they played a little winning bit. Winning streak ends tomorrow for one of them. Well, the Nuggets have played Boston at Boston at Washington at yeah. Indiana. <laughs> yeah, that's and, a tough. And they won all three of those. 
they lost all the, road they games. They lost 76ers by four, but they beat the Pacers and uh, on the 14th. The Knicks, on the other hand, have played the Rockets, the Washington Wizards, the Toronto Raptors, and then last night they played Brooklyn. So no competition. Yeah, but that's hey, that's that's good. Still, for the, still, it's still. Still should be a good game. As far as the Knicks, though, that's them winning the games they're supposed to win. That's something that the Knicks yeah, have struggled have with do. in years past. Well, they got Thibodeau. They got a good coach. Yeah, they do. Anyway, keep on really moving this coach. train going, bud. Yeah, Kings versus Warriors. Who you got? Give me the Kings. Love the Kings. Score prediction. 121-114. 121-114. I got the Kings in this one as well. 110-106. Okay. Um... Over under Curry making threes, six, oh, five, five or six. Hmm, five over under over five. Over five. You know what, DeAndre Fox, over twenty seven mm. and a half points. I like that. I think he's averaging somewhere right around there. Uh, I think he's averaging like twenty six a game or something like that. Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, it's close. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got nice. Celtics versus Heat. Ooh, I like this matchup. That'll be a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Always go. Uh, who you got that one, bud? I got Celtics, man. They're just too too tough right now. Um, Heat's not being the Heat that I expected them to be this year so far. Uh, so, yeah, Celtics by 7, 125-118 to remain the best team in the East. Hmm. This game is in Miami. Hmm. Celtics. Jason Tatum drops 40 that game. Call Woo! Give me Bam at Anabio. Uh, I thought you said Bama. <laughs> Bama. Give me, give me Alabama. I'm, I'm going to take him as far as a bet to average to get a double double. Uh, mm. I put him over if you want to. If you want to continue that with him, a double double with over seventeen and a half points and over ten and a half rebounds. Mm. And as far as who wins that game, oh man. This game's, I'm gonna say Chris Kristaps over twenty. This game's on national. This is a national broadcast on TNT at seven thirty tomorrow or today. Big game. Uh, tomorrow. It's today. Or today. Well, for our listeners, yes. yes, tonight. This is tonight's bets. Yeah. Oh God. Give me the heat. Ooh. Give me the heat uh, to cover. Oh, cover. Okay. Nope, nope. Give me what's, the Heat to win this game. Well, he's going to win this game one twenty. What's the what's what's the cover right it's, now? What's the uh, spread? Celtics five and a half. Man, nah, Celtics win by seven. Miami wins by five and a half. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm placing my bets tonight. All right. Bulls versus Lakers. Another big matchup. Ten thirty. I'm pretty sure. Right after the Celtics Heat. Uh, Bulls Lakers. Should be. Hmm. Bulls have been coming on here lately. Uh, yep, they have been. They have been. And they got Cade Cunningham, right? No, Cade Cunningham's on the Pistons. Uh, the Bulls got DeMar DeRozan. Not Cade. DeMar DeRozan. No, it's, hang on. They got, give me their lineup. Oh, my God. You. Who am I thinking of? Let me see. Uh, DeRozan. Uh, nope, not him. Andre Drummond, Zach Levine, Kobe White. Kobe White. That's who I'm thinking of. Kobe White. Yeah, he's a difference maker. Hmm. For the Bulls. No, give me the Bulls in this one. I think the Bulls pull this one off. Uh, big game for them. I think it's a bigger game for them than it is the Lakers to keep them kind of in contention in the East. Uh, I do agree. Uh, Anthony Davis is probably the X factor in this one. Uh, Cam Reddish, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James are all game time decisions for the Lakers. 
Patrick Williams, the game decision for the Bulls. Yeah, give me give me the Bulls in this one, uh, 118 to 105. I like the Bulls in this one, too. I think it's going to be a closer game. Feeling lucky with those sevens, so give me the Bulls, 110 to 103. I like that. I like that. All right, man. Yeah, man. NBA. NBA's getting good right now. It's getting, getting, getting close to all-star uh, break. That's always Kobe fun. White. Kobe White. Didn't he play for UNZ? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Cade Cunningham. Who do you play for? Cade Cunningham played for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me double check. That. I got those two mixed up. Cade Cunningham. Yeah, he's on the piss. I forget about Cunningham because he's on the Pistons and they're absolute garbage. But he's actually balling out on the Pistons. Make sure I was right with that. I'm pretty sure it's Oklahoma State. Yeah. I don't want to say I'm wrong. Say I'm right and be wrong. Uh, yep, Oklahoma State. Nice. Yep. All right, man. Nice. NFL, we had some big coaching news. We kind of touched base on the big news that happened today or this evening with Jim Harbaugh or the Chargers. But uh, Falcons, second interview with Texas off, Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. Uh, they scheduled it for later this week. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bobby Slowick and what he did with uh, the Texans. He's really young, young coach. I think young is the way to go with these coaching hires in the NFL mm-hmm. starting to show. Uh, not thinking he'll be – I don't know if he'll be the guy. But the Falcons have been weird. Harbaugh canceled their interview earlier, their second one, which now we know why. And now they're saying that the front office is not favored of Bill Belichick, so it's like they're moving on from Belichick. And I did see that Vrabel was flying there tomorrow or tonight to interview for that job. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're just trying to get it right. I mean, you got to. <clears throat> you know, you got to get it right. got to get it right because you do have the pieces there in Atlanta. It's close. Yeah. Um, you just got to get the right guy in that position. I think Bobby would be a good fit there. He's done very well with Texans, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, look how good uh, Shroud was. Um, yeah. I think that'll hurt the Texans if he does leave. Yeah, I, I agree um, with that. So we'll see. You know, we might see that effect next year a little bit. Uh, but that would be a great hire. Yep. Um, you know, if they if they don't get Bill and they don't get a quarterback, then I think this is the best bet. Yeah, I think it'd be really good. I mean, he, like you said, look what he did with Stroud. He could probably help that quarterback room out, help that offense out. And they got the young talent, like you said. So I think that would be a good hire yeah. for them to go. I mean, Vrabel wouldn't be bad either. I mean, he's still out there. But, no, yeah, Vrabel will be excellent. But I still think – I'm still leaning toward Vrabel going to Washington. I think with uh, – the thing with Bill, it, you don't know how long you're going to get with him, really, because yeah. he's 72 or 74, I can't remember. Um, and he's even talked maybe just a couple more years. So, you know, maybe that maybe that's a hurting factor for that next guy because maybe they want somebody young that could potentially be there for 10, 15 years. Bill um, Belichick, 71. 71, Okay. Sorry, Bill. I didn't mean to make you older. <laughs> it's all them football years on them. That's right. Bears, the Bears, hired former Seahawks offensive coordinator Shane Waldron as their offensive coordinator. I think that was a good hire. I do. I really do. Bears need it. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Fields. Still don't know what's go- still don't know what's going on with Fields. Nope, don't know. I mean, we don't we don't know what the Bears are doing. We're definitely going to be covering that, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll stay up to date with that. Um, the Bears are always one piece away too. This is another team. Oh yeah, right. they're more than one piece could, away. That, they're they're there. They just got to. They're there. Yeah, they're less than one yeah. piece away. Um, yeah, I, I bet th- this is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Uh, Shane Waldron did very well with Se- Seahawks offense for what they had. Um, so yeah, I like that hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we got the Eagles on here. Uh, Rod Johnson leaving as OC, and they also fired the defense coordinator, Sean uh, DC. I did read that uh, Vic Bangino has uh, stepped down himself from the Miami Dolphins, and he is now the leading candidate 
to be the defense coordinator for the Eagles, wow. which would be huge. I'm a big fan of him. He's a great defense coordinator. Uh, the Eagles, I did read this today as well. They are eyeing Cliff Kingsbury as offense coordinator. I have seen that the Pittsburgh Steelers are interviewing Cliff Kingsbury. I think it's either today or Friday or tomorrow or Friday is when they plan on Please. Uh, interviewing him. There is, I know, I mean, you talked about it as well. Apparently, there's around eight to nine NFL teams that have reached out to uh, Chip Kelly to come for an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator role. So that's pretty interesting to think if Chip's maybe saying he wants out of UCLA or maybe people are just trying well, to – If you remember at the end of the season, I mean, they kind of said that this was probably Chip's last yeah. year. I mean, I, I think UCLA boosters, everybody want them gone. Just a bad time, though, to uh, leave college, though. I just think it would be hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, he'd be – He'd be great OC. Yeah. He knows the NFL. He's good at I mean, NFL. He's been there. He'd be better. He's really, yeah. His offense would be really well. Yeah. We'll do really well. Yeah, it'd do well. I would love to have uh, Kingsbury in uh, in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Uh, and he looks very good at USC. Coach Arizona Cardinals. Just to up. What, 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. something like that? Just to update uh, the Bengals, they did lose their offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, to the Titans. They have uh, promoted their, That's hurt. That hurts. They promoted that their hurts. quarterback coach, uh, Pitcher, to be their new offensive coordinator. And the uh, last thing that I got on the NFL, the Steelers are finalizing a two-year deal with defense coordinator Tyrell Alston. Very well earned. Yep. So defense looked very good this year. Battled through injuries with TJ Watt mm-hmm. and still held up strong. Defense is coming along in ten- or at uh, Pittsburgh. And I said Tennessee. The Packers fired um, their too. That's surprising. Uh, it says embattled. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Oh, the oh, okay. I was about to say, as far as Packers defense, they. They look pretty good. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, the Steelers also interviewed offensive coordinator for uh, Panthers today. Yes. Which hopefully that don't go through. <laughs> um, hey, never know. Yeah. might work out. Might do good under Tom. No, I, I doubt it. Tomlin's got uh, connections it. with a lot of the Carolina coaching. I think Steelers should be all right. They'll get the right guy. Um, they just got to figure out that quarterback situation. That's the biggest question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree with that. We'll see a QB battle there next year. I agree. Um, we'll see who's the guy. We'll see. Right now, it's Kenny Pickett versus who. That's what they say. So, I think, honestly, Mason Rudolph should have a shot. He's 3-1. It and should one. be Mason Rudolph versus who, in my opinion. I agree. But, what I saw this year. Yeah. But also, too, I mean, Kenny Pickett, I'm pretty sure, was 4-1, and 4-2, something like that, right? Something like that. Until he got hurt. So, maybe maybe Tom, Tomlin knows. I'm going to let Tomlin do his thing. He's 17-winning season in the NFL. I'm going to keep letting him do his right. thing. Uh, quick hitters real quick. We didn't go over the score predictions. Again, guys, we are going live Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern time uh, for the Ravens Chiefs is what it looks like. Uh, that's why I keep saying 3 p.m. If it does somehow change, it'll be 6.30 p.m., mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, for the 49ers-Lions game. Uh, one thing we haven't done yet is give our score predictions, so we're going to give that tonight. Hess, I'm going to let you kick off the Ravens Chiefs score prediction. Who you got? Uh, Chiefs 28-14. Oh, <laughs> Chiefs by two touchdowns. Uh, any significance there? Who's the key? Who, who's the key player to make that happen? Uh, Chris Jones on defense and uh, Patty Mahomes not turning over the football for the uh, Chiefs because that defense for the Ravens is legit. I'll die before I cheer for the Chiefs. Um, so give me the ugh, give me the Ravens. I guess twenty seven twenty four. Why key there? Lamar Jackson keeps playing like MVP. Hmm. He does. Hmm. Can't slow his run, da- run game down. I mean, 
Yep, I agree with that. I see where you're coming from, but I think the Chiefs can get a Chiefs speed. I think this is. I think the Chiefs can win this game because I think of their defense. I think as long as Patty Mahomes is a uh, turn of the football, Chiefs defense. They're top three defense this year. Ravens are the who's, not, who's number one. Ravens. It's it's exactly. the Ra- actually it was the Browns Ravens Chiefs is how the defense it was wrapped up. But I, of remaining teams, yeah. I mean the Ravens. Yeah, and I I think that's one of the best defenses I've ever seen as far as how they change mm-hmm. things up. So I'm saying this is a big game for Mahomes, but I think the Chiefs defense. And uh, Steve Spagnolia. Uh, Can't believe you're cheering for a team. I'm cheering for him. I just think they're going to win. Can't believe you're cheering for him. That's what I just heard. You, you Patrick Mahomes. I'm not cheering for any of one of these teams. I'm not either, baby. Be, That's why I picked hey, the Ravens. Did y'all watch the Bills Chiefs game? You see Jason Kelsey? Sure that, did. That was going to be me during the live the entire time. How come? I got a question for you while we're speaking about that. How come it's okay if Jason Kelsey does that, but if I'm over at your house and I start doing that, everybody says we need to go home, Hess? <laughs> It's what they do, man. I don't know. We can't have That's no ridiculous. fun. Can't have no, no fun. fun. Ridiculous. No, ridiculous. I'm a- 49ers lines. Woo, buddy. This is a game right I'm here. I'm excited. I am excited for this one because I actually have a team I can cheer for. Yeah, right. Lines. Lines? You want the lines? I'm going with the lines. The lines. They got like a 20, 20% chance to win. 20% chance? They're the underdog. Man. Something like that. It, ain't, it might even be that. Man. It might be lower. Man. It might be 11%. It's low. It's low, low. Low, low, low. Everybody, nobody give me I don't know what it is now. It has actually went up. Oh. 25.9% chance to win. Now. 25.9. It's went up. So, But. That's that's still pretty slim. They are a seven-point underdog. Yeah. Well, they're America's team, honestly, in all this, I think. Um, yeah, I like the lines. 28-26. It's going to be a close game. Uh, 49ers are tough. The biggest key there uh, for the lines, they got shut down McCaffrey. Um, cannot let uh, Jawan Jennings tear you up. Cannot let uh, George Kittle catch the ball, do what he did. Um, Brent Ayuk. Yeah, I mean, I keep going. That offense is legit. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, got to force Brock Purdy into turnovers. Um, yeah, so give me the lines, 28-26. I like that. Uh, I think uh, the keys here is Jared Goff playing uh, good football. He doesn't have to be great. He's going to play good. Uh Ahmad Rod St. Brown, uh, I think that's your ex- yeah, definitely your X-Factor for them. Uh, also, as long as they get that running game going, either with David Montgomery or uh, Gibbs, I think that is a big key for them. But their defense, defense got to hold strong, which I think they will with uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I think that's a big, big X-Factor for them. And Adrian Adrian Hutchinson, he's got to go back there and hit Purdy. Get back there, let's rattle the young boy. Let's get under, under his skin. Let's, if we don't hit him, let's, let's talk some trash. Let's get in his head. Uh and you got to contain Christian McCaffrey the best you can. I'm not saying it's best you can. You're not going to. I still see McCaffrey over 100 yards in this game. I, um, I can see that possible, but I think uh, with everything being said, San Francisco. I think uh, I think it ends here again for them, like it did last year in the conference championship. Uh, give me the lines in this game: 24-21. 24-21. Like I like it. I like it. Hopefully so. Hess and I will definitely be watching that one again, guys. We're just going to go live for one of these. It does take a lot of energy. Uh, but we're going to bring it. Yep, bring you know, it. Even if, his, even if it is the Ravens and Chiefs, it's not just going to be football yep, fans. Yeah, you got that right. So, It'll be great. So. I'm excited. we got some MLB news, though, man. Little white ball. Oh, yeah, Let's run through them real quick. We haven't had MLB news in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, finally having a little bit of action yeah, little, in MLB. Uh, starting to ramp up. We're getting closer to the starting yep. season. Pitchers and catchers uh, report February 24th, I think. Yeah, spring training. Getting ready to ramp up here soon. Um been seeing that uh, some New York Yankees flying down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, or will be flying down right. to Florida, rather. 
Uh, Hall of Fame, real quick. Newest members wanted to run through these because these are some players we actually watched mm-hmm. in our lifetime. So Adrian Beltre, yep. stud, yep. designated hitter. Joe Maurer, Did it right. stud. Yep. stud. Stayed with the Twins his entire career. Adrian Beltre right. was also a uh, seven-time Gold Glover at third base. Third, okay. Yeah, but he DH there. I mean, he was, God, he could hit the cover off. He the didn't ball. like his head being touched. Uh, Joe Maurer, too. Joe Maurer's a stud. Yeah, Joe Maurer's really good. Maurer hour. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then Todd Helton. Former of all. Former of all. Also. You know, I didn't realize uh, he was SEC Athlete of the Year when I was reading up on him a little bit, going back through my knowledge. Did you see that he was also uh, the uh, second-string quarterback, Peyton Manning's freshman year? Correct. Peyton was his, uh, Peyton was his he's, he's backup. The same team. That's insane. And they were really good friends, too. They said that was one reason why Peyton decided to go to Denver Broncos, because him and Todd Helton were so close. Really? Yeah, Todd Helton seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Um, just an all-around athlete, so very well-deserving. Uh, there was one guy I want to throw out here since he was local, uh, pitcher Billy Wagner. He played in Tazewell in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed Hall of Fame by five votes. I do think Billy should should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a great closer. Um, he played on multiple teams, played on the Braves, the Mets. Mets. He was really good at the Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year will be his final year on the ballot, so I'd like to see him get in. I think he will. Missing about five votes sucks, uh, but hopefully by next year he'll get in. Um, if not – Great, nothing to hold your head down about. I mean, my eyes, he's still a Hall of yeah. Famer. Um, another, touched on this before you go I'll, on. Another one I just want to mention. He has at least four more chances, but why this guy's not even made it yet? Uh, Andre Jones, uh, his percentage went up. He was fifty three percent last year. He's up to sixty nine percent of the boat this year. Uh, still, just short on making it into the Hall of Fame for the Atlanta Braves. Me, greatest center fielder in my lifetime. I think he's oh yeah, he's the second best center fielder, probably behind Willie Mays. Four hundred career home runs. Uh, I think he had almost 300, if not 300, for his career. Dude, Jones was like, big. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, when Chipper was there, everybody's like, Andrew Jones, Andrew Jones. Yeah. And I just, um, I think, I mean, Mike Morgan Wallen said, you got the the two, the, the big three pitchers and keep up with the Joneses. So, I mean, that was, that was. The, yeah, he was he good. Was so I remember. Good. But here's my last. I remember you had that, you had that poster mm-hmm. in your room? Loved him. Uh, my big thing here, though, I really wish these Hall of Fame ballots were public. I wish you could see yeah. who these people vote for and how they get voted for because I feel like there's some uh, there's a little bit of uh, government type stuff goes on. I think with some of these Hall of Fame ballots, like I do in Congress, you know, kind of hey, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your kind of a little shady. Yeah. I do believe that a little backdoor deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love it. Politicking and sports. yeah, but that was my take on the Hall of Fame. I do hope Billy Wagner makes it next year because uh, Billy Wagner was yeah, a stud, very well deserving. He was. He was a good closer. Um, yeah, touched on this a little bit earlier. Yankees are finally making adjustments to away jerseys. Uh, Pierce just be lettering, uh, so just the white stitching around their New York. Any updates on Blake Snell, Hess? Uh, it was reported that uh, the Yankees offered him a, a six-year, $150 million deal, uh, which he turned down because apparently he's wanting a longer deal. And it was reported late this evening that from John Heyman that apparently there is a mystery or secret team involved in Blake Snell, but it's looking like Snell – which I think a lot of free agents are going to do. They're going to wait right up until the spring training report date to kind of see where these teams are at with the other signings. But it looks like Snell might be leaning to a mystery team, and that kind of throws me for a curveball because the Angels we know about, the Yankees we know about, teams they haven't mentioned that need pitching, Blue Jays, Orioles, uh, Brewers, Rangers, uh, Tampa Bay needs pitchers. And I'm going to throw it out there. I don't think it happens, but, man, you were talking about he's wanting a long deal. Uh, the Atlanta Braves. 
Bryce could throw him out there 10, give him that 10-year deal that he's wanting to give him. If he's just wanting years and ain't worried about the money, why not? It's hard. It'd be hard to walk away from six year 150. That'd be hard to, to be like, eh, I'll wait. Again, pitching in the Yankees. Imagine that. $150 million. He just like, eh. And another team that worries me too with that, though, I mean, that's me as a Braves fan, kind of like, you know, woo, let's get him. But realistically, I think the, the mystery team could be either be one of two. I think it's either the Orioles or it is the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, Phillies be nasty. Mm-hmm. He went there. Um, yeah, Snell's thirty-one. We talked about this earlier. Um, I do. Th- I know you say he'll go. He'll go the distance, which I hope he does. Or I really like Blake Snell. Um, I'm a big fan of Blake. Snell. But that's really that's really what's weary. Like these. Like that's why the Yankees offered six because that's kind of their timeline. Like they think when his arm's going to be pretty well done. Um, which I get it. I mean, he'd be thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Right. So. I mean, I understand where they're coming from because then, then you go into those one-year, two-year deals, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like you did Verlander, uh, some of those other guys that are, you know, Kershaw, for example. Right. Um, so that's where that six years coming in. So he's going to have a hard time, I think. I think that's, too, what's holding it up, um, where he wants an eight- or ten-year deal. Um, he's 31. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen. It might. It might. Um, it might. Um, I, but a team I think that you, you mentioned, um, you know, the Atlanta, I think Texas Rangers um, would be a hot pick for him. Um, they just come off a World Series. Uh, they're 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 maybe potentially signing Jordan Montgomery. So we'll see what happens there. If they re-sign Jordan Montgomery, I don't see Snell going to Texas um, because they don't they right. don't need him. Um, but yeah, Philly would be nice. Yeah, yeah that's uh, all we got for that round white ball. But let's go to the smaller ball, white ball with the little dimples on it, and that is the PGA Tour. Yeah, PGA Golf Farmers Insurance Open started today. Yep. Uh, wanted to go over the top three because those rounds are completed mm-hmm. now. Uh, again, guys, this is four rounds of golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so round two will be tomorrow when you all are listening. Yep. Um, I did pick uh, Xander Shoffley. I don't know how he ended up I got, for the I day. Got you and on. Colin Morikawa. Uh, Xander is uh, tied for 34th at a three under. He will tee off tomorrow at 1223. Uh, Colin Morikawa. Oh, boy. He was five under. Okay, he was five under. Maybe he's up here. Mm, that one time. Oh, there he is. He finished at five under. He tees off at 118. He's tied for ninth. Uh, your top three nice. right good, now good is uh, Kevin Yu and uh, Patrick uh, Cantley at seven under. Mm, and uh, also tied with Patrick Cantley, Ryu Histostin, J- Japanese golfer. Ah, just a Japanese golfer. Let's just leave it yeah. at that. Um yeah, okay, Morikawa, good spot, tied ninth, perfect. Best round perfect. Uh, was the 64 by Kevin Kevin Yu. He shot a 64, and Patrick Cantley and Ryu shot a 65. Cantley, hope he chokes. Um, yeah, call Morikawa. Call Morikawa, I like it, man. I like I like Morikawa. I'm going Morikawa to do that. I like Morikawa. Yeah, he's my pick, him and Shoffley. Yeah. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I'm just going to touch on this real quick. Um, I do think Bronny James is overhyped. Um, I'll go more in depth on a hot take on one of our next episodes. I don't know when, because uh, I want to get a little bit more deeper dive into this. Um, but you mentioned he was on quite a few NBA scouting boards. I, I was reading, too, that uh, a lot of teams are looking for him to potentially go to NBA draft next year, um, which I think is insane. Um, he's currently averaging 5.9 points per game, 2.6 assists, and 2.6 rebounds, um, and he's only 6'4". Right. Um, very undersized for the NBA, let's just be honest. Um, and let's just be honest, too, this would just be to fill seats. 
um, and hopefully get Bronny James and LeBron on the same team uh, just to fill seats. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think, I mean, not to elaborate too much on that, I think Bronny getting his. I'm not getting, just, hold up. I, I'm not just bagging either because he's LeBron James' son. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he's, he's, if he wasn't LeBron James' son, we wouldn't be talking about this kid. 5.9 points per game. That's nothing. Right. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. We'll talk more about it uh, next episode. Uh, yeah. My final thoughts, though, I'm really big on stuff that happened on this day so many years ago. I got two things. Uh, back in 2015 today was the last time Peyton Manning and Tom Brady faced each other in a football game. Peyton Manning won uh, the AFC a championship game 20-18 to 18 over the New England Patriots in Denver on the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, that year was uh, Tom, obviously Peyton Manning's last year. He was actually benched in 2015 and actually came off the bench for the first time in his career other than when he was at Tennessee uh, his freshman year. And the other big thing that I had, I sent it to you 10 years ago today, uh, Carmelo Anthony dropped a career high 62 points on the uh, Charlotte Bobcats in uh, Madison Square Garden. We attended that game. No, this was in MSG. He scored 54. Oh, MSG. He, oh, he scored sorry, 54 MSG. when we were there. Gotcha. That was his most on a weight game, probably. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the most on the road he ever had. But, yeah, that's all I got for final thoughts. Uh, guys, I hope you all enjoyed the episodes. We appreciate all the feedback. I know this one. One more thing. One more thing on final thoughts. Uh, Joel B dropped 70. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Earlier He dropped week. 70 on the same I just day to mention that. that Kobe Bryant dropped 81. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. And Cat dropped. Car Anthony Towns dropped 67. Yeah, they was talking to Katie about it. And he's like, he dropped seventy. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty. He good. dropped seventy. Yeah, he dropped and seventy. Cat, Cat dropped sixty-seven on the same night. That's insane. So, yeah, miss Kobe every day. Uh, but yeah, uh, guys, that's, that's it. I think that's all we got. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed this episode. These last couple, I know we had a little bit more energy. This one had a lot of information. We really just want to take our time and make sure we got it all out there. And we are doing it a little later, so maybe we don't have the exact energy that we normally had. But we appreciate you guys listening. Keep listening. Be sure to share. Uh, our episodes with uh, whoever be sure you're on our facebook page you're liking and sharing our page to get more, more followers like i said we're trying to get to 500 on this year for 2024 the next time you see us that will be on this couch is located behind me might set it up a little differently we will see but yeah we'll be here sunday for the chiefs ravens game y'all be ready it's going to be an incredible live probably one of the best ones we've ever done i'm really excited about it but that's all i've got castle you got anything no that's it just appreciate everybody listening uh Keep supporting us, guys. We really enjoy it. All right, man. We out. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, guys. Bye.